Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. How are you? Oh, well, what to say? Cut your hair off. I was supposed off. to be... Oh, I cut all my hair off, yeah. Uh, Looking feels great. great. If anybody's tempted to cut their hair off, cut your hair off. Mm. I really recommend it. It was a really good feeling. Um, yeah. I realised that I just wasn't brushing it or washing it. or And I just had this big... What what Matt, who I live with, was calling my clump. Um <laughs> But he was, he, so was harsh. he said it in a complimentary way. He didn't realise that it was an insult. He said, gosh, I... Didn't I'm, he? No, well, <laughs> maybe maybe subconsciously he's been trying to drip feed mm. this idea of cutting my hair. But yeah, he said, oh, I do really like the way you do your hair in that clump. <laughs> and I thought, that's it. The clump Men. is getting cut off. So it's gone. Cut the fuck off. It looks great. Thanks, Tilly. I really love it. Um, and then what else? Oh, I was supposed to be going to Paris tomorrow. So Aww. I've ordered myself a beret in the post. And Cute. I'm going to cook. It's a black. Of course. Chic. Chic. I'm going to wear my um, turtleneck and um, cook some croque monsieurs with corn ham, obviously. Obvs. Um, what about you? How are you? What have you been uh, up I'm to? I'm doing okay, thanks. Um... What have, I, what, have I been, what have I been up to? Um, what have I been up to? Um, well, oh yeah, I've been getting up. Oh, that's really impressive. I've been showering. Oh my god, really? And I've been going outside. Every that, day I've gone outside. That is genuinely incredibly impressive. It is, especially for someone like me who basically already had agoraphobia before this lockdown mm-hmm. Def- that's probably hyperbole but i certainly have some degree of social phobia mm-hmm. so it does take a lot for me to get outside but it's it's very important for me that i go outside because otherwise i start getting very very anxious um especially health stuff um i start i start panicking thinking everyone's got the virus and stuff like that so yeah. I need to get out. I do wear my mask, which, to be honest, helps a lot because it just it just makes me feel better that I'm wearing one. Um, I get out and about. There's there's a lady on my road who has a three legged dog, oh. and she carries him across the road, the main road, so that he can go and play on the grass. And I don't want to sound over the top, but I I would die for him <laughs> i can't he has he wears this little red jacket oh, no. and it's like it's a it's a jacket for dogs who have four legs which he doesn't he has three and that's oh. great and he he gets around on his three legs perfectly fine um but he has a little dangle a little leg dangling that's not oh. 
filled. It's not got a leg in it. Which is so cute. He's oh. just adorable. And is he doing Love okay? Him. Is he enjoying oh, the Oh, he looks happy. Looks Does happy he? AF, yeah. That's he loves great life. News. Wouldn't you if you had a mum who carried you across the road so you could go to the Honestly, go to the park? I've been really jealous of the baby that lives opposite me. Um, and oh, I don't want a fucking baby right now, oh, Helen. It's not the same stop. thing. Honestly, I was thinking about them. They, it's this really young, beautiful couple who've just moved in across the. So we're in like a, a courtyard of flats, but opposite us, there's some houses, and they're in one of the houses. So they're a bit nicer and bigger, and they've got a garden mm. with a really nice table outside. And they've just had this baby, maybe like the week before lockdown. And they just, every single time I see them, they are beaming and the baby's beaming and they keep having like photo shoots outside in their garden. And I just keep looking across crying, just watching this family because I just was thinking it must be so nice if you're already Forcing in a your boyfriend to have sex with you without a condom. <laughs> How did you know? So my dad wants us to apologise for our Oasis episode in which uh, we talked about the lawsuit from the song Whatever. English musician Neil Innes sued the band claiming the song borrowed portions of his song How Sweet to Be an Idiot. And I said, who's that? I don't know who that is. (laughs) And my dad, having raised me to know things about culture, was horrified. Um, especially because Neilan is collaborated with Monty Python. Oh, that's a big and deal. And looking at his face now, I do know who he is, and I'm very sorry for disgracing his memory, Dad. And I'm I hope you can so forgive me. I'm so pleased because when you said that, I thought you were going to say that there was no lawsuit and that we'd made it all up and that. And we, we were to... getting sued yeah. <laughs> by <laughs> <But> Noel Gallagher. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, I was going to send you to have a fight with Liam Gallagher. I would win. Yeah, you would actually. He's yeah, yeah, you would. Do you think? Just throw paint I'd, over his um... parka. He'd be over. He'd be overwhelmed. He'd have to stop the fight. <laughs> You've thought about this. That's so good. Yeah, always looking for people's weak points. Um, if we're doing um apologies, can we also do a shout out to Sarah Cribb, the sister mm-hmm. of Dave Cribb, who oh, has done our music. Great, I've seen her on on Dave's Instagram. <laughs> She's so fabulous. She broke her arm last week um, <gasps> oh. uh, dancing to Billy Piper and she's uh, really badly, like she's had to have surgery yesterday, oh my I think. God. And she sent me a message saying that she's listening to us in hospital and we're keeping her entertained. So hello, oh. Sarah Cribb. Yeah. Get well soon, Sarah. Get well soon. Sending you lots of love. Okay, this is bitching. Every week we talk about a different person. We dissect, we diverge, we diverge us track. And this week, who are we talking about, Tilly Steele? We've got to do it properly. <laughs> why? <laughs> well, actually, why? You're right. This week we're talking about... That's hot. That's hot. Paris Hilton. Here we go. Here we go. Shall I read a wiki? Let's do it. Paris Whitney Hilton, born February 17th, 1981, which makes her 39, is an American media personality, businesswoman, socialite, model, singer, actress, fashion designer, and DJ. Philosopher. <laughs> what did I say? 
I say I said, that? I, no, oh. I'm just I'm just making a joke. Sometimes I do that <laughs> on the podcast, Helen. I just assume it's always me having mispronounced fashion designer <laughs> philosopher. She is the great granddaughter of Conrad Hilton, the founder of Hilton Hotels. Very well air conditioned. Born in New York City and raised there. And in Beverly Hills, California, she began her modeling career as a teenager when she signed with New York based modeling developing agency Trump Model Management. Oh. So. I don't even know where to begin with Paris because it's. She encapsulates so much of that kind of um, early noughties celebrity culture she is kind of the the pinnacle of famous for being famous that concept she sort um, of created that in a way didn't she she's like known mm. as being the original kind of influencer quote unquote it wasn't called that at the time but yeah like it's acknowledged that she sort of created that as a as a job almost in the world yeah um, she's quoted saying um it makes me feel so happy and proud that I could help inspire others and express that she started a whole new genre of celebrity that no one had ever seen before. I don't think you can argue with that, really. Where should we begin? Or should we call it a day? <laughs> uh, should we begin with her childhood? Should we begin with your childhood, Helen? Well, absolutely not. <laughs> Just unbelievably wealthy born into a life of unimaginable privilege really um but also what came up for me reading about her and there was a lot of there were a lot of people who wanted to take advantage of Paris Mm -hmm. I think and so I kind of I found myself having real sympathy for her which I really didn't expect to have but it is that kind of thing of you expect those children born into incredibly privileged circumstances to somehow be better protected than poorer kids and actually she wasn't i I watched this documentary called the american meme and well i actually only watched have you seen it no but i was reading about it. it's really good an executive producer on it wasn't she and it's Mm. yeah go on i mean i didn't watch all of it because i found some of the other people in it some of the worst people that i've ever seen or heard of in my entire life but (laughs) paris's bits in it are genuinely so um quite moving actually like she talks about she talks about so many things but to start with my point about her being young and and taken advantage of so there's there's a famous photo shoot of her i think when she's like 16 or 17 um done by David LaChapelle, who's a famous American photographer, kind of well-known for his, like, very um, lurid photos of celebrities that sometimes kind of almost um, critique American society, but they're, like, using incredibly rich, famous people and putting them in situations that, you know, Mm. um, they might not normally be seen in. And he did this photo shoot with Paris, and her parents wouldn't let her go but she lied and said she was going to like a cousin's birthday party or something and she said like oh I just I thought that like me and David were just playing around and like when I took those photos with him I mean maybe she wasn't 16 because it she was 19 when she signed her modeling contract with Trump do you know if it was before or after I think that? it might be before that so she probably she um, would have been a teenager either way. Yeah, regardless, she's a kid. And, like, mm. she basically went... When she met David the first time, he was like, you're going to be my muse. Like, 
Andy Warhol had with um, Edie Sedgwick. She said that she just, she went along and she thought that they were just like playing around and like having fun. And there's one photo, there's a couple of photographs where she's topless and like one of them, one of the makeup artists pulled down her top and then they were like pouring water over her and whatever. And then there's another one that they took in her grandma's house where she's like, she's got like this netted top on uh, and you can see her breasts again. And she didn't really understand that it was like, she said she didn't ever think anyone would ever see the photographs, that she was just doing it. They were doing it for fun, like just to have like a party and do something stupid. Um, And then she got a call from David being like, guess what? I've got great news. Vanity Fair are really interested in the photographs. Oh my and gosh. it I think from there it just kind of happened. Yeah. Um and again similarly with the sex tape. Um she also talks about that in the documentary and so I mean she... that's just awful to hear about. So mm. awful. Yeah, so there, there was a leaked sex tape, wasn't there? Her boyfriend at the time who I can't remember what he I think he's a, he's a poker player. I don't know if he does anything else. Um, but he was like 15 years older than her, 15, 20 years older than her. And she was 23, I think. Mm. Released this sex tape called One Night in Paris, which was then kind of responsible for catapulting her to massive fame. Yeah. And she was kind of the, the original person to do that. Uh, but she didn't give permission for the tape to be released, obviously. Um, and in the documentary, she talks about it. And it's so heartbreaking because she, she is basically saying that she thought her life was over and that no one would ever see her as a person ever again and she said she didn't leave her house for four months um she couldn't like she said that it's like that she was basically that she was suicidal um having had her trust really broken and i just think and then she goes on later in the documentary to say that her fans are her only real friends which is like so sad but like she basically says that, like, sometimes she lets them stay in her house and, like, she what? goes and, like, parties with them and, like, she says that they're the only people in her life that, like, aren't using her and don't want anything from her other than for her to be herself, which I can understand, actually, mm. in a way, but... Because as well, you know, after the sex tape, that was when The Simple Life came out and part of the reason so many people watched it and had heard of her was because, like you say, that sex tape catapulted her. And I know that she's since talked about The Simple Life and how that was a character that she was playing of this slightly dumb, blonde caricature and that she's really struggled since to be understood on a deeper level. And it sounds like this documentary that you watched, what I was reading about, it seems to be the first time that people actually saw her as a human being who'd gone through some bad stuff rather than just Mm. because she does present herself as being completely in control she's super wealthy she's got so many brands to her name um and seems like she has quite a lot of power within that but actually if you look at the sort of conception of that paris hilton icon yeah you're right it's all come out of like trauma and exploitation really Mm. but off the back i don't know if it's directly off the back of that uh documentary that you watch but there's actually a film that's due to be released called This Is Paris, which is similarly quite confessional, I think. And that was supposed to be going to like film festivals this uh, spring, but obviously coronavirus means it's it's not been, but I think it's still due to be released um, on YouTube on May the 18th. So we can all mm. watch that and learn I hope more. it is because I do, I do actually find her 
a lot more interesting than I thought I was going to. Yeah, I was totally quite surprised yeah. actually by how kind of a similar thing that Britney has of kind of I don't think she's as vulnerable as Britney, but there is definitely a vulnerability to her and but it's she's very funny. You, you mentioned Britney because it was around they are the same era because there was a poll I think it was by AOL or something but back when AOL was a thing in, a, <laughs> in, in like 2006 that had um the like first world celebrity role model was Britney Spears and the second world celebrity role model polled mm. was was um Paris Hilton and I think there is there is a real similarity of it with it with the era that there I've been watching Shrill recently, which is a really I really recommend it. It's on um, iPlayer. It's um it's a sitcom that's sort of about this young woman in a, in I think it's America. It might be Canada. Who's fat and she's like trying to come to terms with the fact that she's fat and she's also a and and what that kind of means within culture and society. And it's really it's just so fantastic, but it's also really funny. But she goes to this like women's empowerment conference it's all talking about business women and women in business and she she says it's really complicated because it's not like this is really bad like and this is a slightly Paris Hilton brandy thing of you can't really say it's a bad thing that she's using the thing that makes her vulnerable to make her powerful I think you can't blame her for that but equally if somebody is shouting about the fact they're the boss and the fact they're a woman they're a businesswoman and they're a woman in power often means that actually they don't have as much power as as, as they're telling you that they do because if they really did have power in the way that a man does they wouldn't need a conference for it in balloons and and pink bunting mm. and I think I've got in a bit of a hole in Paris Hilton's YouTube which I really recommend I didn't realize she was still so active as well that's the other thing I thought she slightly had I don't know well she ha- has become kind of quite irrelevant in a way to the culture now totally but her YouTube channel is still very active and she Oh, and she's got millions of fans. Yeah. Yeah. But she, but a lot of them are like conversations with the boss and it's all presenting her as being this really powerful, in control of her own, you know, brand businesswoman. Mm. And actually there is just something, and it's patronising to say it, but there is just something really vulnerable about it. And and someone says like, what's one of the questions is like, what's your working day? And she says she gets up at six and goes to bed at four in the morning because she's so that's her busy working day because she's a model and she's a DJ and she's a businesswoman and she's an author and she's... And it's like, mm. but, what, you know, what actually... What is she? <laughs> what, well, what she is, is she? a very successful DJ now. Like, yeah. she earns, like, so much money to go and, like, to go to DJ Ibiza. in Ibiza or whatever, yeah. Yeah, totally. I kind of want to go to Ibiza to... I would love to go and see Paris Hilton DJ. Me too. Should we do that when this is over? 100%. She throws lots of glitter over audience members and stuff she was saying at sort of like seven in the morning. (laughs) Sounds amazing. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Have we kind of, um, we've kind of lost our claws in the lockdown, haven't we really? We're not as coming down as hard on the millionaires as we usually do. <laughs> Obviously having money is bad. I don't need to say that, do I? Having money is bad. Um, and also I do think it's not her fault as an individual, but the culture that's kind of been bred out of Paris Hilton as the, as the business is really oh, yeah. toxic. And there's a, there's a photo in that David LaChapelle um, shoot where she's wearing a bra and panties that say "Eat the rich" on them, and I really, joking? I really wanted to punch my computer to death when I saw that. God's sake! But also, like, and again, maybe this is lockdown doing things to my communist brain. But I have become incredibly sympathetic towards, like, I think maybe also it's watching Succession. Highly, <laughs> I've been thinking, like, do you know any? Like, super, super mega rich people who aren't either awful yeah, or really messed up. Mm-hmm. And actually, you know, how do you break that cycle? How, is it really the fault of the individual? And how do you break, how do you break the cycle of... Because I, I think actually it's like to have so much in a world where so many people have so little does require a form of cognitive dissonance that you 100%. have to believe that you deserve it. And actually no one deserves to have everything... Mm-hmm. Like no one, no one deserves that just by virtue of being born. So it's it's interesting in terms of like what we, how interesting we find rich people. Is that because the the human part of us is like, oh, they have so many resources. I wonder what it is about them that they have so much. Maybe if I find out what it is, maybe then I can change myself and I can be a rich person too. it is the aspirational escapism that you kind of wonder what you kind of want to live that life don't you even though actually the reality Mm. of it is definitely awful and again sorry Mm. that I'm obsessed with succession at the moment but I keep going oh my god I want their houses and I want their cars and I want their really nice things like there is just something innate in us that's fascinated by wants to slightly worship each other and how they you know and how we've some people have got so much is it something inherent in them and how can we get it definitely but also paris is really cute i think that has everything to do like the fact that she was a really beautiful yeah beautiful charismatic lovely woman is the reason that she is she just seems like she's loads of fun as well like people talk about her out in new york being the it like the, the it girl of the noughties like oh yeah she was clearly caning it like she <laughs> yeah. was clearly doing every drug under the sun but also like there's something in her I think that's rebellious because she was um she was for about a year when she was 15 she was in a she attended professional children's school and at 16 she spent one year at the Provo Canyon school for emotionally troubled teens so I think there yeah was, you know there was something rebellious well apparently her upbringing was very strict that's how she describes it that she wasn't allowed to really do anything that she wanted to do so she's making up for it Mm. can we talk about her pets yeah so she has a she has a separate house for her pets (laughs) 
next to her house where all her pets live that's like air conditioned a 300 square foot home with air conditioning heating and designer furniture built for her pets at an estimated cost of $325,000 I mean it's just nuts Paris Hilton is so rich that when she got robbed by the bling ring (laughs) several times she didn't several times she didn't notice for like two months she didn't notice that she'd been robbed Honestly, I know ev- ev- where everything is in my room. If I if I lost a mug, I'd be like, "There's been a break in." Yeah, one hundred percent. She didn't notice. Just she didn't, didn't notice. notice. But also, they stole like so much stuff. They stole two million dollars worth of of jewelry, clothing, cash, and other items from her house. Two million dollars worth of stuff they stole from her house and she didn't notice honestly probably because she was so out of her mind at the time as well get how many cars do you think she has oh like 30 probably no it's six well six but they're like worth millions of dollars right a pink bentley convertible another bentley convertible a rolls royce ghost a ferrari a lexus lfa and a gmc yukon hybrid do you know what any of those mean yeah yeah I'm a big car gal with my Fiat Panda. <laughs> I always forget you can drive. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love it. I do love it, you know. I love lifting up the bonnet and sorting stuff out inside the bonnet. <laughs> I have this fault with my car, right, where if I put both windows down at the same time, the engine and the electricity all just goes off, even if I'm, like, on the motorway. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone's ever in my car and they put them both down at the same time, disaster. So I've worked out, it's like a fuse in the front. So I have like a whole pack of fuses and I just change it. And sometimes I have to change it like several times per journey. Even if, so I drove to my brother's house in January and I had to change it seven times. It's like a 40 minute drive. I had to pull over and change the fuse seven times on the way. And that's the kind of like everyday obstacle that rich people don't have to deal with. And I do think there is a lot to be said for everyday obstacles that's in terms such a good of, point. In terms of developing your resilience as a human being, if you never have any obstacles, it's no re. There's like, it's no wonder that like when Paris Hilton got arrested, I think for drunk driving. Yeah, it was. And I think she got sent to jail for I don't I don't know I can't remember but like probably for like a day or something, and she like <laughs> screamed in the courtroom like you can't do this and was like grabbing onto her mum and like crying her heart out. Because if you've never had to withstand anything, how can you have the confidence yeah. that you can? And you've always got away with everything. Like she, so she did drink driving and she got like fine. She did drink driving again and she got banned from driving. She then drank with. She then drank. She then drove under the influence without a license, and mm. then got sent to court. She did it again, I think. And then so like it. It wasn't that she just made a mistake once. It's that she consistently made the same mistake because it's mm. never had any consequences and I think you're right that's her whole life isn't it is without consequence so you can just buy yourself out of things or yeah. and I, I'm like that with with certain things I've never had to go through I can't imagine the level of resilience that people who have been through that must have mm. built up and she's like that but with everything like making a cup of tea she must struggle. She's never had to squeeze a bag in her life <laughs> she probably has a dedicated bag squeezer 
She's probably got a, a dog that does that for her. Yeah. She's probably got a trained dog that's the that's the bag squeezer. <laughs> that's what she's got them all for. I mean, they do say about fines that fines are basically just... It just means that rich people can do those crimes. Yeah. Well, they've done it even with coronavirus at the moment. They've done a sort of provisional survey into the people who are breaking social distancing and they find that the people who are breaking it are breaking it time and time again, even if they're getting fined. So it's people yeah, who... Yeah, because it's like a 40 quid fine. Yeah. That's nothing to people who've got money yeah and if you're the kind of person who's happy to break it once then you're happy to break it Mm. again sorry i'm relating everything to coronavirus it's hard not to though isn't it she's trademarked the expressions that's hot and love it so i might loves it loves it loves it that's how she says it loves it that's hot relaxing it's oh like oh my god (laughs) it's like opening a door <laughs> I really like it. I really enjoyed watching her videos in her big house with her pets. She talked yeah. like talking really slowly and calmly about what she had for breakfast and how much she loves cooking. I feel like we would have a good time with Paris Hilton. I feel like if we met her at a party she would really like us and she would invite us to her house, probably. I'm worried that I'd go the way of Nikki though, where she'd like me at first and then it would all turn sour. So Nikki who she made the simple life with did you watch mm. The Simple Life? No. Nope. Did you not? Nope. It's not my kind of thing. <laughs> I can't stand cringe stuff. Oh Can't stand cringing God. at things. It was like my bread and butter at the end of a school day. Come home, pop it on, eat a crumpet, laugh at the weird rich people. So this is what I think does work about the programme. It'd be interesting watching it back now. But... Really, the the premise of it is horrendous, which is that these incredibly rich, blonde, white women go and live in, like, normal people's homes, basically, and have to do normal people things. Yeah. It's hard to imagine it being made now, I would hope. But the idea is that the lens is of them to the the normal people going, how bonkers are, like, these farmers and these people having to do all these horrendous things. But actually, the lens is completely the other way around, because the majority of people watching it are not people in positions like Paris and Nikki. And so the freaks that you're actually watching are them and you're watching them be unable to function in the real world. And that's that's what is so fascinating about it. Yeah, and I'm, sh- and I'm sure they must have known that about it. They're not as stupid as they portray themselves in the show. I mean, I've only seen like small clips of it, but like, I mean, a lot of it is fictional. Like, yeah. especially when they're like laying together at home and they're like both saying like loves it at the same time and stuff like that like it's very a lot of it is clearly scripted and then part of it is obviously their genuine reactions to things that they've never encountered before but so many of us now live such sheltered lives where we're so removed from ever having to do anything for ourselves in terms of milking a cow milking a cow we're so far removed from the means of production basically we're so far yeah. away from how things get made that we don't really we don't really get some things things just appear they appear via jeff bezos and we don't really think about <laughs> where they've come from i really from. enjoyed there was a, a a series recently that was called something like the factory something or the the, <laughs> the some- factory something <laughs> i'll find it and let people know through osmosis it was like going to the means of production. Like yeah, so. you, you always say, we'll link it on the Twitter. <laughs> and then I forget and then you the don't, login. you just post something about Elon Musk's baby. <laughs> 
Elon Musk and Thingy Majingy have had a baby. Oh, I love the memes so much. The memes are so fucking good. It's that very poor nice. child. Oh, that she'll be poor, fine. poor, poor child. Oh my God. <laughs> the next Paris Hilton, maybe. Mm. Like a gothic kind of, I don't know, space Yeah, I mean, they're, gonna, they're obviously going to split up. Oh, Tilly, no. Mate, Elon's a piece of shit with women. No, Tilly, no. He's had a baby. Yes, he is. Helen, he's a piece of shit with women. But they've had a baby, so they're bound together now for life. <laughs> God's sake. That's it now. He's committed. Oh, and they're going to be like the people opposite me, where they just have photo shoots out on their little steps. And they just uh, no, smile all day long. And then they went for a shop the other day, and they like strapped the little baby in the car. And yeah, that like... isn't Elon Musk and Grimes, Helen. You don't live opposite Elon Musk and Grimes, okay? Every week you crush my world. (laughs) (laughs) Why can't you just like things? Why can't you just support the government? They're doing their best. Wait, no, hello. That's you, that's what you sound like. come off it. I won't be, I won't have that to my name. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you very much. Putting your sunglasses on. (laughs) Getting ready to leave. I don't want to look at you. (laughs) (laughs) No, of course, we're very critical of the government here at Bitchin' Pod. Um, the government are the worst, man. Can I just say what a terrible job they've done, for the record? I mean, in, in, in general, with everything, but particularly yeah, with Yeah, I feel like I live in a parallel universe. I, I, can't, I can't get my head around any of it. I can't get my head around the fact that it's happened, that the death toll is so high. Mm. I, I then doubly can't get my head around what what this country has become i can't i can't get my head around the fact that i can't trust the news anymore i can't trust papers i can't trust any of them to report accurately what's happening no i know it's a it's a diabolical situation like piers morgan is providing (laughs) better opposition than anyone right now i want i don't know like (laughs) is there a gas leak in my house is is there a gas leak in my house? It's a terrifying situation. My flatmate's completely obsessed with graphs. It's really really dull. But one with of graphs, the, yeah, she she loves a graph. Listen, it was fine before when I could leave the house and look at other things, but it's been pretty exhausting <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> it's been pretty knackering all the graphs that have been laid out mm. for me over the last eight weeks. But she did show me a graph that was good. That was about Europe. The kind of the trust in in media outlets in Europe and the absolute lowest of the low is us like there is just there is nobody to go to hey loves it loves it well I think that's that on that I think we've done a great job I'm going to go and stare at my phone for eight hours hope that it finally brings me peace it hasn't so far oh <laughs> but i live in hope but your three-legged dog is doing really well so that's oh great i fucking news. love that dog that's really good news you've been listening to bitchin a podcast by tilly steel and hollow monks our music is by dave crib and our artwork was designed by luke w robson Great Big Owl.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.